Welcome back to College Football Uncensored, brought to you by Texas Pete. Downset sauce like you mean it. Visit texaspeat.com in a promo code Saturday Down South to take 20% off your orders for any sauce or apparel. I'm your host, Tyler Huck, and with me, as always, from Baton Rouge, Mr. Chris Marler. Chris. Tuscaloosa West. How much fun are you having right now? Dude, this has been the best weekend I've had in I don't even know how long. I this is I've had Uncle Uncle Chris is back. I said it the other day. Wow, back I, I already. Can say it again. I, I um, are you like Miami back? What or, do you mean back already? Or are you like Miami back? Are you Texas back? Or are you I'm like, like I'm Georgia like back? saving at Bama back right now. We wow. I mean we I am flying high. We are we're killing it down here. So I had, I had a blast, man. We um we had so like I, I have like several shoutouts I have to get out here. Like uh, first off, uh, Emily and Mickey share me. I, I stayed with them. Mickey's a listener of the pod, and we. Came here like in 2019 for a game and just hit it off. Became like really, really good friends and um, came in town. For, so first night, okay. This is I was hoping this would happen because it happened last time. But I was like, I was also very fearful because of how when Uncle Chris wasn't back and he was Miami back. <laughs> um, you know, not a lot of things have gone right for me for uh, for a while. Um, so we went to the casino the first night. We did this in 2019. And like at Harrah's, like before, like, like the Thursday night we got in town and I won like $600 at the craps table the first night. Um, I was a little bit worried. I was going to end up losing much of money, but I was like, we got to go anyway. We got to go. So we go in. I, oh my God. First off, I'm even further back here. It took me 10 and a half hours to get from Atlanta to New Orleans. I mean, to Baton Rouge. Oh man. I'm so thankful that I didn't go now. I mean, if you would have driven, it probably would have taken us 10 and a half hours. It had some, it was strictly me. It was my fault. Like, and I gained an hour and then somehow fucking lost three. Like, I don't even know how that happens. Like, Jesus. um, so I get in at like 1230, me and Mickey go to the casino. This man proceeds to roll like for 25 minutes at the crab table. We, we cash out up like 450 bucks the first night, came oh, home and slept for a reasonable 17 minutes. Uh, cause the baby got up and started crying. Um, but it was like, then it was game day. Now so you know what my like, life is like. <laughs> yeah, always. <laughs> so we, uh, we got up and, and then game day started obviously. And we, we got to go, we watched some of the Georgia UGA game here. Um, went to campus and met up with some other listeners we had and, and also our good buddy, Chris Gordy. Uh, so we, we saw Sean Larkin and, and Nick Hallaby and they were pretty big MVPs as well because the tailgate we went to is this awesome tailgate. Right. And we were there a couple years ago. It's, it's just great. They have like, it's called Paul so hard. They have these fine bomb koozies, all this other stuff. But whoever was running it that day, the man sitting in the, in the captain's chair, like it was a fucking Star Trek Enterprise. He was a Kansas State grad. Mm-hmm. So the girls are getting ready before we go. Um, and we're an Auburn podcast now. I'm going to say that uh, and move really? on. But, but we, we're going to get into it. But so um, wow. had a hell of a weekend. So we end up going. Like we're waiting on them. It's like we're trying to leave and we get like to the tailgate four minutes for the Bama game starts, which is roughly uh, an hour and four minutes. Like how much, I guess, like how long I had been panicking about the Ole Miss game. It, like it, yeah. I was in like meltdown mode and, and also like Bama's about to kick off mode, which is fun to watch. Um, and he turned the Kansas State game on instead. Oh, that's a tough look. It. It was, I mean, I don't want to say I was a Karen, but it was, I was pretty vocal about my displeasure for that. 
<laughs> but they it's were also like, hey, they were handing us free food. <laughs> so it was like, that was like the, the real Karen thing. Yeah. And, um, and then I, uh, was obviously I was overreacting because Bama looked good. Went around all around saying, man, it's a bus. Jay Woody, Jay Woody met up with us. He, he wore this really cool shirt. It said schoolhouse rock. Um, sounds awesome. Cause he didn't want to get beat up, <laughs> but yeah, man, anyway, we, we had a blast. The game was fun. We were in the club level, which is great because you can drink nonstop and, and eat all the ice cream and food you want. And, and now I'm still here. It's, it was, it was a great, great weekend. That sounds awesome. And all seriously, I'm, I'm pretty jealous. I didn't get to go. Um, yeah. Great weekend for me as well. Look, I mean, uh, outside of my Ole Miss Rebels not coming, you know, I was fired up. The, the, the most fired up I was for, for my Rebels during that game was uh, pregame when Kiffin was like, you know, just a little cocky. A little cocky? Uh, but listen, Florida State picked up its first victory of the year. Yeah. No offense to listeners here, but then I also got to experience Miami lose, Florida lose, and Jimbo lose all this weekend. The only was, point, see one thing that concerns me about us is because I get so like wrapped up and entrenched in my work on Saturdays. Not like I mean because there's like so much going on, right? Yeah. So I'm, I end up I think like from the second half of the Bama game to when we walked in, I had 279 missed texts. Only I one of us beers. Me. No, but not not that far away. Um, it, I had only one of them was from you because we just, for whatever reason, don't text on game day. We got to start doing this. And all yeah. it said was Jimbo, LOL. <laughs> <laughs> just so, so petty. So petty. So petty. Um, it was a crazy weekend, too, because there's nine, nine ranked teams that lost, four in the top 10, nine overall. Kentucky finally got ranked. Um, and we'll talk about all that. But I say it's a crazy weekend because – I don't think this was as big of an upset as people thought, but last week I spent an unreasonable amount of time telling you my Texas Pete hot take. <laughs> and that is not going to come to fruition. I'll just <laughs> let you guys know. We're not getting three or four teams or as drunk rich said this weekend, um, RIP, uh, what do you call it? Side so rich. So rich. He said the sec can get five teams in. Um, well, hey, there's a reason why he's not allowed on the show anymore. It's that that's too hot of a take. You can't it's you true. can't make a take that hot and then have it immediately fail. Immediately, then- <laughs> we spent so much time on that too. Um, okay, but so we but that means we do have to form some new Texas Speed hot takes right now. That's right. Um, well, I'll tell you what, Tennessee. I think they're going to surprise a team on their schedule uh, towards the back end of this thing as they continue. I was shocked. I, I had them. I actually took them. Um, we didn't. We didn't preview the, the game, but I took them uh, plus three. They were plus three, right? Mm-hmm. Plus, I thought yeah. they would show up. Missouri, not great of a defense. I didn't anticipate them putting up sixty plus points. I think. I think Tennessee is going to, to as bad as I thought they were going to be this year. I think they're going to sneak up and and really surprise the team in the back end of the schedule. Not sure who it's going to be yet, but they're going to have a big upset. Okay, I like that. I'm going to I'm going to say that by before the end of 2021, damn it. Um before the end of 2021, Mario Cristobal will be the head coach at LSU. I was thinking it's going to be Jimbo still, so, but maybe he'll no, just he's coach not, his Jimbo way out of it. There. No, okay. <laughs> I don't think he's going to way out of it. The other one that I've heard repeatedly, and, and here's why. I've defended Coach O nonstop, and 
and I, and I, I still think there needs to be a lot to be said that Coach O won a national championship 14 games, well, now 15 games ago. But yeah. the amount that this has gone off the rails, you're playing just above 500 level and you're eight and seven in those 15 games. What happened on Saturday was, was about cl- uh, coaching, just bottom line. Um, what's the, it, what's the temperature like in Baton Rouge right now for, for Coach O? Bad. Yeah. I, 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 even during the game, I was like, you know, I, like I still like defending him and all the stuff. And they go up early. They're up like 13 0 in the, in the first half. And, and that's the team they should have won. It's, it's a team they haven't lost to at home since 1999. And also, like, it's not take away anything from Auburn, but like, I mean, they should have absolutely beat them. They outplayed him for a lot of that game, except for going into like late in the second half. That place was loud as hell. It was everything. It was that it, you know, it lived up to everything I'd heard, right? But the temperature, it, I feel like going into it was kind of half and half. And it surprised me it was even that high. And then you talk about afterwards. I've never heard a place that quiet with that many people, not, not drunk people bitching and moaning about the game, not Auburn fans cheering. Cause I think, I think visiting fans know better <laughs> because of right. what LSU fans are capable of doing. It, I'm, it is, it was so surreal to leave there because you go from it being one of like just deafening Mickey's two seats down from me. I can't hear him to, That's to cool. silence. Um, and so, you know, there's a couple of things um, that you heard in passing, especially up in uh, the seats we're in. And it was, you know, I don't, I don't know if the bar of where, I guess the bar is not set as low as you think it would have to be like LSU, this team, this LSU team doesn't have to fall that far this season for Cocho to be out. Like it, it's not, it wouldn't take a losing record. It wouldn't take a five and seven or four and eight. Like it wouldn't, Take even a six and six. I think he's out. And I think that when you look at the available candidates, Fickle's a guy that's been in Cincinnati. I don't think they, they, everyone wants a proven candidate. They're going to go hard after Lane. But also, every other coaching candidate besides maybe Billy Napier is a guy that doesn't have a lot of ties to this region. And, and you need that, I think, down here in the SEC in general, especially in a state like Louisiana and LSU. Cristobal is, you know, he played at Miami. He's been, he was under Nick Saban for a while. He he understands this region. He recruits it well now. So, I like that take. Here's two things to ponder. I think the Miami job could actually come open potentially. Oh, that's a damn it, Tyler. <laughs> I don't. But here's the thing, though. If you're Cristobal, even though you went to Miami, I guess you probably still would pick Miami, but. Mm-hmm. As far as where we're seeing the landscape of college football head, the ACC is so far behind the SEC. Yeah. Maybe it's not even worth it to go back to your alma mater. But another one that I'm sh- I'm shocked we're going to talk about this, but we'll we'll talk about it in the in the Kentucky Florida recap. I wouldn't be surprised if this is Mullins last year at Florida. Not that he would get canned. Whoa! But Uh-oh. I just think that the NFL stuff is very prevalent. I have heard, and this, by the way, this wouldn't um, be unprecedented at Florida. I mean, Urban Meyer was basically Florida fans, like especially boosters that had to deal with him, didn't like him, even though he brought them two championships. That's ridiculous. I kind of get the vibes that it's the same thing with Mullen down there. Like, and you, we'll get to it in a minute, but when you start reeling off some losses to teams you shouldn't lose to, um, I just wouldn't be shocked if he just went ahead and took it to the NFL. Uh, I think where he's suited better. So it'd be interesting. Um, yeah, and Chris I mean, Ball, that'd be that would be an interesting spot for Chris Ball as well with his Florida ties, like the state of Florida ties. Yeah, so for I guess the I don't want to say second straight week, but I'm just assuming the fifth straight week you have a better hot take, so that's fine. 
Um, <laughs> all right, where do we want to start? We're going to get into the games and the week that was. Yeah. Like, probably Athens, Georgia, right? Yeah, you got to start there. I mean, absolutely dominating performance from Georgia. 37 nothing. News breaks before the game that JT Daniels is out. Um, Did you Arkansas, see the line? Yeah, the Arkansas side of the line got hammered by betters. Went to the last points. I saw was sixteen. Yeah, but but like I heard I heard about this on Friday night, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna hammer JT Daniel or I'm gonna hammer Georgia still because I, I assumed when it was announced it was gonna drop down to like I don't know fourteen at the highest. Nope, <laughs> it's just like, yeah. like Vegas knows. I mean, like Georgia's still really good even with a backup. It's all about that defense, obviously. Um, Stetson Bennis didn't even have to throw the ball really that much. Um, he did. Arkansas had 156 total yards. Another shutout for Georgia. They've only given up 23 points this season. Um, the last time uh, Georgia had back to back shutouts. Only 16 on defense. My bad. Only 16 on defense. Wow. Uh, last time Georgia had back to back shutouts in SEC games, 1980. Oh, damn it. Jesus Christ. Uh, but really, it, it was, we said before the game, Georgia's got the best roster in the country, you know, arguably yeah. with Alabama when it comes to at least recruiting rankings. And you've got a five star roster against uh, a hot and up and coming Arkansas team that does not yeah. have five stars on their team. And too. if you're Georgia and you're the team that Chris and I picked to win the championship, you go out there and you cover the spread. Did I see. 37 nothing coming? No. No. And it was, honestly, it wasn't even that close. It, no, it wasn't. That's a, that is such a good point, Tyler. That, I mean, like, so, and, and, and I, this has been kind of funny to watch afterwards, and I, I don't, I didn't feel like this was my take on it, because I didn't think Arkansas was going to beat Georgia. I never thought it was going to be a game, because of mm -hmm. the fact that, I don't think, I don't, sometimes I don't remember what I said on here. <laughs> People call <laughs> me, they, they definitely bring it up. So if I'm wrong, maybe I'm wrong. But I, going into that day, I just felt like, that defense and that place was loud for a 12 yeah. grant grant tall but a buddy of mine uh he was at the game set season tickets he texts me he goes it is effing loud in here it's, it's a, they reached 110 on the decimal what do we decimal system because i know how technology works and um but i mean for a 12 o'clock game in Athens, like the, you know it was incredible to watch which again i said this last week what's scary is they're not healthy and they're starting to gain confidence and now their fans their fans are starting to gain confidence and it's not a cockiness this year, which I hate. It's like they, yeah. they kind of, they know they, we can all yeah. fucking see They've, it coming and I hate they, it. It's, it's, I'm a Georgia fan. You're a Georgia fan. We look at each other and it's a knowing nod. Yep. Yeah. Yep. This is it's, the real one. This is going to be it this year. Um, so, real quick. I want to, I want to hype them up for a minute because this, yeah. this is the thing. The argument you see made is we saw it all over the Facebook group. Arkansas is not really a top 10 team. And you know what? I don't think Arkansas is going to end the season a top 10 team. Right. But that was a top 10 team. It, it, like we, we talked about this ad nauseum, even with LSU in 20, uh, 2019, they beat seven top 10 teams. Okay. Well, one of them was Texas and they ended up unranked in like seven and five. So right. this, this applies for all schools. It's like, it's not like Georgia's getting their strength of schedule padded with this, like this game. And also their strength of schedule was already better than Arkansas, despite them not playing as many ranked teams. So you beat this team. Arkansas comes in at rank number eight. Um, they are coming off two wins against like teams that they have not beaten in a very long time. Uh, actually, that's not true. They've, they've beaten a &M somewhat recently, but still, like it's they had to get back up emotion. I get it. it's a tough. It was a, it was an uphill battle. 
there was never a time in that game where I was concerned they were going to even score, let alone maybe get past the 20 yard line at times because they were so backed up and, and what Georgia, and we haven't seen this before. I've, I've shit on them in the past. And this, this is why I want to hype them up real quick. It, that Notre Dame game in 2019, I came on another podcast and I ripped into uh, Georgia and Kirby smart because they didn't go from fourth one to put the game away. And then it ended up having Notre Dame, Notre Dame still in the game where they were able to throw a hail Mary to try to still win. Like, which it didn't hit, but still yeah. they were, had a chance to win. This Georgia team came out at 12 o'clock in the afternoon against a top 10 team. And they put their fucking foot on that throat of Arkansas in the first 10 minutes in the first yeah. 10 minutes. And they didn't let up for the next 50 fucking minutes. And it was yeah. awesome. It was, and now we're going to see, I'm going to get all hyped up now. Now we're starting to see all the fun where you're bringing in, um, what's it, Jalen Carter, and you're bringing in uh, Jordan Davis on the goal line situations. And now we're yeah. going to start seeing this team like have a personality. My God. Yeah. Yeah. And look, I mean, uh, granted, I don't think you're going to be able to win every game remaining. And I'd say that to include. SEC championship game and playoffs. If JT Daniels isn't healthy, they got to get that kid healthy. I don't know what's going on yep. there. It seems I don't I don't know the kid. I don't really know. But I mean, the, the dude Solved. misses a lot of time. He has, all right. Uh, you're not going to you're not going to beat Bama. I mean, look, at this point, my hot take was about to be like, I think the, the, the season is just I think we can just go ahead and fast forward. Yeah, like the it's playoff. Over. What's it going to be? Cincinnati, Michigan, Alabama, Georgia. Off. I'm going to hold up on the playoff talk for a minute. I'll let you <laughs> speculate yeah. on that after um, last week. But I think yeah. that Bama and Georgia are both getting in after what I saw this weekend. Yeah. But I think Georgia – like, but you're right. And, like, the fact that – I mean, like, this, the sample size is already somewhat small. But it, it's – I'm not even talking about USC because an ACL is something you can't really help. An oblique strain, it's a long season, and you don't want to make it worse. I get that. An oblique strain. I, I mean, I don't want to sound old, but Bo Jackson played the fucking Iron Bowl with two broken ribs that he suffered the week before against Georgia, and he ran right. for like 156 yards. It, you know, different position, all that kind of stuff, different, different era, but I, I don't get it. I, I The only thing I'll I'll possibly say is it's it's possible that coaching staff looked at the film and, and was very confident that Arkansas, it, it wasn't going to be a game where they had to have JT Daniels to win it. It's the only thing I can think of. He was dressed, so maybe I guess if he had, if it was just going very poorly, maybe he would have played. But right. they're gonna need that kid. Outside of that, though, I mean, it's scary how good Georgia is. It really it's, is. It's and, very, very, very scary for for everybody else in the SEC, not named Bama. And I want even say, Bama. Okay, well, that's rude because this week I'm a little more confident. Um, and this is this is dumb, but I just want to say because I didn't realize how much of a take this was all around. It was on our own site, and, and it was like and other multiple places I saw as well. Maybe we don't like like I know I just said that we were going to get four teams in the playoff, but like KJ, I saw comparisons of KJ Jefferson to Cam Newton, Whoa. which seems <laughs> which was a perfect response. Like that's let's just. I don't know. Again, I feel like I can't say this because of my most recent um, predictions, but let's calm it down a little bit. That is ridiculous. Uh, moving on to the team you just uh, referenced in a negative way. <laughs> I have a little bit more confidence in Alabama now. Uh, and oh, I say a little, sure. it's a lot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so yeah, I, yeah. Um, 
like I'll let you start because I don't want to I don't want to come off as the homer. Um, yeah, yeah. I'll, I, I'll I'll go over my my thoughts. Um, I got fired up when Kiffin comes on the mic and he's like, "Get your popcorn <laughs> ready." Throw like literally tries to mic drop his headset. Literally, and then, yeah. And then he just got his ass whipped. And this is a personal opinion. I think Kiffin has shown himself to be a better coach than I thought he would over time. But I his. Mm-hmm. His immaturity gets in the way of him all the time. I feel like it's funny on Twitter sometimes. I feel like if he wants to take the next step, like some of the antics. I mean, I maybe he thought like I'm just going to go for it on every fourth down to try to win this game. But like, it, I just felt like he kind of like coached the game to just be like he had way too much confidence in his offense. Um, mm-hmm. And I just feel like it bit him. And and. You know Brian Robinson coming to life, and Saban just fed him the ball. Thirty six rushes, six carries. Um, when Jace McCullen, I mean, he's out, and he's going to be out for a while, apparently. Um, but yeah, thirty six carries seemed like a lot. I and the offense was, I, I mean, what was the final score? I don't know, forty two twenty one. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, and I here's what I here's what I I didn't learn much about Bama on offense, honestly, because I, I thought they would. Put up, I, I predicted fifty five points for them, so. Mm-hmm. I learned a lot more about the defense because I was a little yeah. I was a little worried about the defense after that Florida game because Florida mm-hmm. seemed to dominate the line of scrimmage. Uh, I came out, gave my hot take. Florida's got the best offensive line in the country. Ole Miss came into this game fourth in the nation in rushing. Um, they totaled seventy eight yards on the ground and only ca- and only had two hundred ninety one total. On how many carries, Tyler? I don't know, Chris. Thirty four. Thirty four. Two point three yards per carry. Yeah, Ely had 16 yards rushing. Matt Crow couldn't get anything going at all. Um, it was a total dominant performance on defense. Something I didn't see. Look, I, I went against my principal. I took the over bet because I thought both teams would put up a ton of points. This game, same as the Arkansas-Georgia game, not nearly as close as the score indicates. Not at all. Not at all. And, and so, a couple things here. Love the fact that the defense looked good and and collectively looked good. Will Anderson is a fucking monster, and I don't know how who's going to be able to block him all season long, but we saw some other guys finally come to life. Like we knew Christian Harris is good. Henry Toto has not been, you know, the same dominant kind of guy he was at Tennessee. He was this weekend. That secondary was really good as well, and and I think that like I, I tell you what, when you're able to constantly when when you're able to like take that offense because because. Is I'm, I'm hyping up Georgia, and I, that is the best defense in the country. But the reason why I have a lot more confidence in Bama now going into that game is because I, I've watched I've watched like a lot of football this year, right? We've watched a lot of football. That's our, that's our job. I will guarantee you that Ole Miss is the best offense that either one of these teams will play before they play each other. And Alabama, I, I'm not taking anything away from Georgia's defense, but Alabama just went out there and faced a Lane Kiffin offense that put up, was leading the country in a ridiculous amount of categories, had the front runner for the Heisman at quarterback. They had a week off to prepare, and they're coming off a year where they put up 48 and 647 fucking yards, which is the most they've ever given up Bama in, in the history, and only a third time in, in Saban's tenure there in 197 games, they gave over 600. Held them to the fewest amount of points, fewest amount of yards, fewest amount of rush yards, in any game that's, that he's coached while he's been at, at uh, Ole Miss. That Crazy, being man. said, it was incredible. That being said, I, I think, he, I think he, the play calling was horrible, and I was very confused as to why they ran the ball so much. 
especially on that first drive. And, and you know, I heard a lot of people say the game was over as soon as they got stopped on fourth and one. Maybe it was. It was a hell of a play from Tim Smith. First off, like it, it, over in hindsight or in the moment, it had to be over in hindsight. Time. But they yeah. they were saying like how, you know a couple people were saying how they could ruin all the momentum, whatever. You come out with a 16 play drive. That's impressive. I don't understand. Like I haven't seen any. We've talked about it, it's like nonstop on here. Like hey, they came out against Tulane in the second half. They have three three uh, three drives, three touchdowns, all of them under a minute and 34 seconds. I don't know if he was trying to eat up clock to keep Bama's offense off the field. I have no idea, but. For whatever reason, that was the game plan he chose, he chose to go with. And I thought it was a terrible, terrible game plan. But one thing I do want to say to you, and I'm going to, I'm going to stick up for Kiffin here. And again, he was wrong in this case. And he's going to have this comeback to bite him every now and again, where, where his, his overconfidence and his arrogance in himself is, it, you know, maybe, maybe comes back to get him. But the reason I want to defend him, there's not another coach in the country that's like Lane Kiffin. He's like a... Uh, an attractive and actually likable Mike Leach. He, he says what he wants to say. And, and he's a really, really just genius level offensive mind. And the reason I'm going to say this, when you, you said, you know, his immaturity, the way he is, his antics, it was like, it's fucking hilarious when he did that. And we, we know the outcome now when he threw the, the mic drop thing. But the reason I will defend him on, on his immaturity and, and acting the way he does and, and why I don't think it's going to limit him in this, this business is he's fucking talented, right? And, and that's sometimes like the, so my grandpa used to always say, the cream always rises to the top, okay? And I'm not trying to say that I'm at the top of, of our industry or I'm anything like Lane Kiffin, but I, you know what? I have respect for a guy that, that's like, I'm not going to sit here and hit the bleep button, have to write down a fucking uh, time code for 17 times when I'm just trying to be myself. And I, I respect the hell out of the fact that he, has gone into a profession where everyone else around him is different and it's kind of like kind of come down for that. And in some ways, not everyone, but people have come down on for that. And he sticks to who he is just like uncle Chris. <laughs> so it's all about you really. It's all. all about me. Um, no, but I, I respect that out of him though. No, I agree. Um, I mean, look, it, I, I, I agree. Like you're not going to change who you are. I just think right. that sometimes who he is sometimes can, mm-hmm. you know, he likes, Clearly, he likes the attention on social media and things like that. And I just think sometimes he like he tries to bring that mentality to his team, and yeah. it just backfired on him in this in this case. It's almost like Saban had like an ear like an earpiece in for the CBS feed, and he was like, "Oh, really? <laughs> oh no, they heard." I, I will tell you right now, Kristen Saban. There are there are few people in this world that enjoyed that win more than her this weekend, and and she. I asked her. I was like. How, like, what did you think? Like, like how, how happy were you? And she said, I have never been so like, ex- like I, I don't, she said, I think she said like, that's the happiest I've been after a Bama game in like a very long time because it, watching it unfold, especially she's like, we went up 28, nothing. And I was just cackling, <laughs> like just calm, not nervous that we're going to lose, just cackling in the, in the thing. So shout out to her. Um, you know, we'll see, but let's get to like the action. Those games were duds the good yeah. games were were everywhere else uh florida kentucky yeah why, why don't we do that um so for a while there this one felt like it was going to end like many florida kentucky games have in the past where yeah. kentucky's looking good i mean first off kentucky was down and florida was i think that florida was up 10 7 and they were kicking a field goal to go up 13 7 
and Kentucky gets the big blocked field goal late in the third quarter, returns it for a touchdown, which was just awesome. Uh, uh, Kroger Field was lit, Chris. I mean, it's just bottom line. It's a twenty-four-seven Kroger, bro. Uh, Chris Rodriguez runs in a nine-yard run to to score early in the fourth, and and Kentucky just manned up on defense and and held on down the stretch. And it's a good thing that their special teams and their defense showed up because damn, did their offense not do a damn thing all day? Yeah, and Dan Mullen, it's, he hung his hat on that, which is yeah, not the which best you, can't do. To do you that. can't do. You <laughs> can't like, do that. Somebody, whoever the the media member that asked him, are do you think you were out coached? Is that's I love that he did it because you know, such a bold move. He's such a bold move, right? (laughs) Dan Mullen is never going to ever admit that. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I mean, and it's a this is admittedly like you know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie to any of our our audience. Like I I was in Baton Rouge and I I deserve to have a very good time and I did have a very good time. So I miss some of these games. This was one I I was carrying four Bud Lights back to back to our group, and I am by like opening the door to walk in there, and I turn around and I see the time left, and it's like there's like you know a couple minutes left in the Kentucky LSU game, and then I was like I'm gonna you know what? I'm gonna stay up here. So no, they never got those Bud Lights, but I did, and I enjoyed the the rest the rest of that game because that was you know we we've seen Kentucky blow that several times. Oh, absolutely! Was, what a scene, man! Like what a scene. Um, Florida just, they didn't look focused. They, I mean, tons of penalties. Um, but I mean, good for our boy, Juan Dale. Juan Dale. Touchdown. He's so good. Uh, UF fans, media even. I mean, so after the game, I just pulled up a couple tweets. So one of the guys down there in the media said, uh, I think Dan Mullen can, with the Gators can be summed up this simply as well as he did at Mississippi state with better talent at UF. He should regularly be able to win nine to 10 games. That is looking harder to achieve the deeper he gets into his tenure is a direct reflection on recruiting. And then another guy from the beat retweeted it and he said, Dan Mullen, the last six games versus power five teams, LSU loss, Bama loss, Oklahoma loss, Bama loss, Tennessee W Kentucky loss. That's not good. No, 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 it's not. <laughs> that's, that's, as, um, as much goodwill as Florida had coming off that Bama game to lose it that quickly. Okay. But and, and we were, we were at fault for this too. Yeah. To an extent, but this is why I've always subscribed to the fact of like, let's not like, you don't, you shouldn't get statues for second place finishes and let's not fucking applaud close losses. Who cares? Right. No, you're right. I, but I think it was more for me, at least it was more in that, in that Bama game, it was the physical nature of both lines of play. Now this could be yeah. something like, and this is why I liked Tennessee in that game against Florida last week. And Florida surprised me by coming out and, and having a pretty convincing win. They covered. They looked pretty good. Uh-huh. So I was shocked. Stats. I was shocked when they came back to this Kentucky game and looked this poor. Yeah, and I think that's a good point, too, because it was a, a, the takeaway from that Bama game a lot was the offensive line and, right. um, and how great they and were. The going, like, and the defensive line. Like, and the defense yeah. looked a lot better in that game. I completely agree. And, and they, you know, and they again, were fine in this game. This is another game. It's like statistically, you're like, what? Just how? How did this happen? Um, but at the same time, I, I think, I think that when you are, what's the best way to put this? Like, like it's gonna, it's nine and ten wins is is reasonable for where Florida's program is and and always should be, right? Especially with that much talent there. But 
especially with Texas and Oklahoma coming into the league, that's going to be more and more difficult. And and I, yeah. I hate the stat. I get the whole thing about the six, six, uh, last six FBS teams. I get it, but that's also a pretty, pretty big gauntlet. He lost one of those games because somebody threw a fucking shoe. So, um, <laughs> yeah, but like, tough, tough look. you know what I mean? Like for real. But the other thing is, uh, I just want to give one one last shot before we move on from this game, and that's the to Bennett Presswood, who had the tweet of the year on this one, and it did not get near enough love. I'm scrolling through the game, or I'm scrolling through my Twitter at the game, and it just said, "Well, you know, at least Florida played Bama close." So hats off, Gators! Hell of a season, and I was just <laughs> dying laughing. So that's anyway, a... where are we going next? Um, wait, I want to play a couple. Hold on one second. All right, tell me if you can hear this. First of all. Because there's there's some there's a funny one in here. Uncle Chris, it's your favorite nephew. Oh, um, I'm gonna turn 29 next weekend, and this is the second time I've seen Florida lose to Kentucky in my lifetime, oh. and it it just hurts. It hurts. I don't understand how you don't go away from the little snap count. You, you have more false starts in a game I've ever watched in my life. Yeah. When I die, I want Dan Mullen. John Hevesy and Todd Grantham to lower me into the ground so they can let me down one last time. I hate it here. <laughs> <laughs> that is a fantastic oh, a voice. I got to not laugh. There's a baby sleeping here. That is, um, that that is, is hilarious. I don't know who yeah. that is. Do you know who that well, was? You don't have to name them, oh. but yeah, I don't know who no, that I don't, is. I don't. It's your favorite so nephew. Oh, Miami. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's my bad. Yeah, he's one of my favorite people on Instagram. He's actually, he's actually really, um, dude has like the biggest smile in the world. I, and I hate that it turned to a frown this week. But yeah, the 20, you also only 29. What are you? I mean, good for you, dude. Um, uh, I got one from the Kentucky side. I, well, I'm going to play that. this for you, Chris. And I don't know, I'm going to be careful here. I don't know if this is a joke or not. Okay. I feel this this list, uh, this listener potentially getting emotional at the end, but I I don't okay. know if it's a joke or not, so I'm not going to make fun of it. We're not going to judge him, yeah. Okay. Hey, what's up, guys? Drew here. Uh, got to see Kentucky beat Florida for the first time at home in my life. Been sick all day. I'm going to tell you one thing right now. The only reason we fucking won is because I sat there on that final drive holding the urn of my cat that passed away this year. Let's fucking go, baby. Go, cat. I tell you what, man. And that is funny. It's funny in nature because right, right. in general. But I'll tell you right now, in no part of me, is going to judge him at all from that. And I, I fucking, un- I, I'm right there with him through all that because I've tried it for games. And for one, that's such a huge win. And it's so awesome to watch that team get what they kind of fucking deserve for one. And then two, there's never been a time in my life where I've been this sensitive about animal stuff. So I totally get it, dude. I'm sorry about your cat. Um, but I, I'm happy for your other cats. So there you go, Drew. Uh, yeah, man. I, I, so I, now that I listened to it a second time, I don't think it was a joke. I think that was a true emotion coming out. It was also near Good. midnight. Uh, so, you know, right there after the game, fantastic. fantastic. Happy for Kentucky fans. Five and oh, um, I mean, the fact that your quarterback passed for 87 yards and you still won, um, yeah. pretty good. Um, all right, let's see. You want to go to Auburn LSU? I do. Yeah. 
So Auburn LSU, man, that was a great game. So I don't know if you probably didn't see it since you were at the game, but um, I, <laughs> yeah, I was one eyeing it the whole time. I, I tweeted out um, after that crazy, that first crazy Bo Nix play where he threw the touchdown to the guy Jesus, uh, yeah. in the end zone. Um, I was like, you know, scratch one off your bing. I, instead of bingo card, I said bingo card. Oh, I did card. see this. That was good. And I was like, uh, God just like, it seems like he always makes crazy plays and then he comes back and he just makes the stupidest play of all time. And so I said that I was like, well, so let's, you know, let's see if you can scratch the other one off. And he never did. I mean, he, he came through. I've never seen a game like that. Maybe that first Oregon game. I think that was his yeah. first ever game where he, like, they just kind of let him do his Take thing. Over. And kind of do like a backyard football, like I'm just going to scramble around until a mm-hmm. receiver comes open. And in critical plays, he made those plays. And I was shocked that Auburn came back and won that game. I just felt like LSU was in command. Um, I'm sure the stadium was shocked. They were. And so it, it was It was, It was. was bizarre, man. And also, it's one of those things, too. It, it almost reminded me a little bit of the Super Bowl the Falcons lost because strictly from the fact that where I was at, we had all been drinking all day. And like, you know, like not like in excess necessarily, but I'm saying we've all just been like hanging out. We're tailgating all that kind of stuff. And, and then at the end, I'm like, I'm sitting here like soberly looking around like what everyone is in disarray and everyone's like very confused because they, they did have complete control of that game. The, one of the best things I've ever heard about Bo Nix is actually from a different podcast. Now the co-host of the other one, uh, Will uh, Ogburn or I mean, live producer, or like he's both, I guess, right? Like co-host. So he's like, mm-hmm. um, like he said this his freshman year. He said Bo Nix does five things five times a game. Bo, Bo Nix does one of the dumbest things I've ever seen in my life on a football field. But also five times a game, he does something like what the hell? <laughs> it's like yeah. it's like something. It's an elite athletic whether it's a pass, whether it's a run, all that kind of stuff that that very few other people could do in the country. And in no way am I going to ever compare him to Johnny Manziel as uh, for career wise. Some of the things he was doing last night were very Johnny Manziel-esque, and we've seen him do it last year in like the A and M game and, and some other games as well. This LSU situation again, give all credit to Auburn. If you, how many people in the country or in general in the world would have said if you would if you would have told them, "Hey, Auburn's going to go down and beat LSU for the first time since 1999, and they're not their Tank Biggs is going to have nine carries for 27 yards." Yeah, you'd be like, like, well, that, that math doesn't add up. No, but I, the issues for me were with LSU, and Mickey Mickey brought this up um, a lot, and it was, you know, it was almost too much. I'll say it. Um, he knows that. <laughs> uh, where he kept, he keeps saying, "We don't run the ball." Their run game is terrible, and I don't it's think terrible. I don't think you necessarily have to run the ball for them because the, I think the strength of that offense is through the air and Keishon Butte. But here's the deal: you can't have thirty-seven yards rushing. You have, you have, and I, we, I went back and looked at it, the entire play chart, all 71 plays and discounting Max Johnson runs in quotes, cause they don't have any design runs for him or Max Johnson sacks. I looked at the actual runs, the running backs in this game. They had 14 carries for like 42 yards, right? It, it was at one point they had in the first half, three carries for 10 yards, Three, three, to- three total runs in the first half. Right. It's like they're almost scared. They know it's the weakness and they just stay away from it. But then, and, and this is, this is what I don't understand. If, that, if that's what you're doing, do it and, and throw the ball all over the field, spread people out, run, run that kind of offense. But there's no consistency with it. 
You come back out in the second half, you're up by three points. First drive, you, you match that total. You have three runs for eight total yards. Second drive, you run six times, right? Six times, um, you gain oof, 22 total yards. So still not good, but you're trying to commit to it more. At one point, they ran three straight, three, three straight plays, um, which is just, again, it's not consistent. It doesn't make any sense. Maybe, maybe we're constantly trying to keep people off on their toes. I don't know. But then if you're, if you're trying to commit to having some sort of balance, then do it. Because they didn't have a run until the final drive. They didn't have a run from the 441 mark of the third quarter until the last drive of the game. Yeah, every play they threw. It was it's just insane to watch almost. And, and if you're, you're going to do that, throw the ball to fucking Kayshawn Butte. And the first yeah. drive, he had three receptions for 99 yards and a touchdown. He ended the game just doing what he always does. Six had over hundred yards receiving, had a touchdown, all that kind of stuff. But man, they did not target him nearly enough. And and I just I don't understand why you're in a position where like we've seen Sarkeesian do it, we've seen Kiffin do it. Figure out a way if you're limited, that limited on offense. And those two guys necessarily weren't necessarily like limited. But if you're limited like this, give the ball to your playmaker. Right. I, I don't get it. Yeah, I, I, so obviously we did a temperature check and Baton Rouge not good. What what, what is what are we thinking about Auburn right now? What are they? They're what they always are. They're confusing as shit. They, like they are they are every girl I ever dated in my twenties. Where they're like one day um, they're like, oh my gosh, yeah, this is great. Like I like you so much. We should go out and get like Mexican food or something like that. And you stay at home uh, the next day and you watch movies all day together and everything's great. And then a week later they're completely different. Like, well, you know, it just works been crazy. I can't really do this right now. And it's like, they are so up and down and erratic. It's, it's so confusing. They almost lost to Georgia state last week and they played that game for 60 total minutes. They looked horrible for most of it. Like last night, they didn't look good in the first half necessarily. And, and to be fair, we're a few Bo Nix Heisman, Heisman moments, like away from last night, but still being a loss. Um, But what Auburn, they do what they always do, which is, they somehow find a way to stay in games late. Just like no matter how much they're being outplayed, no matter how much you think how better the other team is or like the venue in it, they find a way to stay in ball games late and they're always in it. And they, then God finally comes around. And he's like, all right, all right, listen, we keep doing this. You got to stop praying. Like, okay, there's other things that are, I got to cover as well. There's starving people in China, but all right, fine. Prayers answered. We'll, we'll win another game. <laughs> So, um, obviously, that sets up a big matchup for Auburn next week against Georgia. I've, I haven't seen what the line is. It's got to be 16. Pre- I would hammer Georgia. And without that. a doubt. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I know it's at Auburn, but I, just that defense. But that's no, a good win for Auburn. You know, it's the first one since 1999, like you said, in mm-hmm. Baton Rouge. We have a voicemail uh, from an okay. Auburn fan. I'll go ahead and play it. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Them boys done did it. They went in to Baton Rouge and beat the man in his little sissy blue shirt or sissy purple shirt, whatever you want to call it, for the first time since 1999. We're going to drink about 1999's worth. And then he just hung up for that. That was it. <laughs> that was at one, one in the morning last night. The real, the real winners here 
or all of us because we don't have to see that damn picture of Cole Kubik with a cigar in his mouth from 1999 anymore when he references this game. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, hats off to Auburn fans, I guess. I don't know. They, I don't think they deserved to win that game necessarily as much. Well, no, they did because they did. I, I'm, you know what? I'm strictly saying that because I felt bad for all the LSU fans I was with. So I apologize. I was wrong about that. Um, there you yeah. go. A uh, couple quick hitters here, Tennessee, Missouri. Um, like I said, Tennessee was, uh, I think the final line was Mizzou minus two and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, this was an absolute bloodbath. Uh, Tyon Evans, the Juco transfer running back for Tennessee, 15 Good carries, Lord. 156 yards, three touchdowns. Hendon Hooker, 15 of 19, 225, three touchdowns, no picks. He is undoubtedly the guy. Joe Milton is totally out of the picture. Um, 684 total yards of offense for Tennessee in this game. Um, They were up in the first quarter. I was shocked because I I believe this was a noon game. So I had this on my second screen. I was watching Georgia. And every time I looked over, it was like, oh, Tennessee just scored a touchdown. That's good because I got him plus there. Oh, Tennessee just scored another touchdown. Oh, uh, it was 28 to three in the first quarter. First quarter. So same thing with us. I was like, hey, let's, let's, we got to switch back and forth. And also, this isn't even a game. This sucks. And Mickey would turn it over to the SEC network and it was like, whoa, it's, wait, it's 14 to nothing? Like, it was like they scored first and then you saw Mizzou driving. I was like, oh, I should have taken the first half over. It was like 31 and a half. And then you, they settle for a field goal and it's, it's 14 to three. And then it's 21 to three. And I was like, goodness, they are killing them. And then they get a fumble like inside like the five yard line or something. They score again. You, you brought the stats from Tyon Evans. I was actually kind of surprised they weren't they weren't better because in the first half alone he had six carries for 122 yards and three touchdowns. <laughs> I mean it, it was it, one of them was like a 90 yard run, so that was kind of crazy. But yeah, I mean honestly, this they kind of I, I wouldn't even say this like the same thing I did for Auburn that I would for Tennessee in terms of being up and down and kind of erratic because they they've they were in that game with Pitt, who I think is a much better team than them. They're four and one. They, you know, like then. They weren't necessarily in the game for 60 minutes against Florida, but they were for the first half. And it's a, that's a game they shouldn't have been in on the road right. against a team that's a top 10 team. And, and you know, uh, or they, I think they were 11th, but like Tennessee has been pretty consistent. I want to say maybe I'm, I'm misremembering something. I don't know, but they, like, no, no, they have. I mean, their offense, their, their run defense is actually legitimately very good. Right. And their offense, I mean, they just put up 62 points. I mean, they talk about, I I was concerned because you know the big thing with Heupel's offense is tempo, 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 and they're already running. I think the most plays in a game right. in the country, and it takes a while to get your own players and get your um, strength and conditioning to the point where you know linemen can handle that kind of uh, tempo and things like that. And it seems like he's got them going quick. Now it helps when you 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 face a Missouri team who. By the way, Steve Wilkes, he comes in as the defensive coordinator. He was an NFL head coach a couple years ago. My man is was coming into the game dead last or second to last in rush defense, and then he gave up 459 yards on the ground to Tennessee right. in this game. Yeah, so it does help to face a defense that bad. Yeah, but that's nothing that. to take away from Tennessee. That's a that's a fantastic output. Tennessee fans have to be excited. Um, Missouri fans are not excited, Chris. I, I've decided. We did get a few voicemails from Missouri fans. Both of them are very sad. Um, so uh, let me, maybe I should choose. You still, first off, 
I love that you keep using that word because there, that was the thing that kind of went viral this weekend was that picture of somebody holding up a whiteboard that said, I'm sad <laughs> from this game. <laughs> uh, well, here you go. Marler, T-Huck. I'm a Mizzou fan and I am sad. <laughs> it's okay. We suck. But I want to ask you, Am I uh, more sad than an Arkansas fan today? My man slurred his words. Maybe a uh, man Vanderbilt just won like oh weird yeah against UConn. <laughs> I thought they were going to storm the field. It's a tough day. Mizzou is terrible, and I am a SEC fan. I'm a Mizzou fan, and I'm tired of sucking. But I know that it's going to be better tomorrow. So. Good luck, gentlemen. I, Have a good I night. And uh, we'll we'll try to be better tomorrow. <laughs> Poor guy. You know, That's I could good. just feel it. And by the way, slurring the words, if there's any doubt, uh, that game was a, tw- a 12 p.m. game. That voicemail came in at 11 p.m. Oh, that's not even that That's impressive because it's not even that bad. That, that's like 12 hours after the game started. <laughs> Well, that so yeah, right. I'm saying that's not that bad if right because he, he was, was still awake. Yeah, but but if it was something where he was he was just he'd been pounding waters after the game the whole time and it was still there, that would be bad. We got another one. We do. It's a minute long. Do you think we got time for it? We do, and we still need to talk. I, I need to I need to say something about Texas A&M and, and Mississippi State. Oh, we're gonna we're, we we are we're gonna okay. get there. This is Tyler from Columbia, Missouri, and my wife told me that. I needed another outlet to voice my grievances, so here I am. And I just got to say, I walked my happy ass up half a mile in the rain down Stadium Boulevard to go watch my Tigers play the Vols. It's bad enough I had to watch and see all those ugly-ass orange checkered overalls. Then I had to watch the people in them cheer while I drowned in my sorrows. You know, it's classic Mizzou, just to, you know, get our hopes up first year of a new head coach, go 5-5 five and five in the SEC. But we can only go up from here. Wrong. We turn around and hire Steve Wilkes, or should I say Steve Pellini, mm. get our hopes up, think our defense is going to get better. We're the worst defense in the SEC. It's disgusting. We couldn't even stop our own local JV team. So we let a team like Tennessee make us look like Vandy. God, I hope we can even beat Vandy. So... <laughs> Just, just please send help to Columbia. We need you here in Como. Prayers, appreciated transfers, appreciated even more. Thank you. There you go, Tyler from That's Columbia, funny. Missouri. That's um, that was really so good. Not, not, uh, not too many. Uh, have you checked in on your boy Adam Spencer? How's he feeling? I have not. Um, but I, I want. I just want to give a shout out to those two Mizzou fans because whether, I'm sure they were both drunk, which is awesome and hilarious, and they deserve to be. But he, my man's, my man said grievances. <laughs> and said it correctly. So good for him. All, All right. Let's get in this last one here. All right. Uh, Texas A&M hosting Mississippi State. I'm just going to get into it, Chris. Uh, they lost this game. Uh, <laughs> a lot of people were on that, by the way. The, uh, the A&M, uh, or uh, I should say Mississippi State, plus seven. Heard a lot of people on that game. Will Rogers, 408 yards, three touchdowns. Um I am baffled at the lack of production that they're getting out of their offense. I get it. Haynes King went down and he was supposed to be your guy and he was your yeah. guy. He went down in the first game. 
But let's not act like Calzada and Haynes King weren't in a legitimate battle for the job. I, I think Haynes week. King was always the the favorite, mm-hmm. but but Calzada was in the mix. There's no excuse for how bad Texas A&M's offense looks. It's so bad. And I mean, I mean, it's, I mean, it's really bad. If you're if you're Jimbo, and look, I, I get that I'm biased, so I hate that yeah, it has are. to come from me. But he just before the season got a raise. Mm-hmm. Um, you are now because you lost this game, you now have the exact same re- record that Kevin Sumlin had at this point in his career at Texas mm-hmm. A&M. And oh, by the way, you got Bam on deck next week. So right. there, you that's only 16 a point spread too, by the way, which is unfathomable. Um, so great. Look, this could have been a look ahead spot. Don't get me wrong, but this is now a theme. Just like I said with Clemson in my best bets, their offense sucks. It's not mm-hmm. a fluke. This isn't because this was a look at game. They don't have a good offense. So first off, hammer Bama minus 16, but right. also you're going to start the year three and three as a nine plus million dollar a year head coach. You were in the top Um, five a few weeks ago. Yeah. And you're going to be out of the top five after next weekend. If not this weekend, I haven't seen the AP poll if it's dropped. Um, Just, just insane to me that Mississippi state went into, and maybe we should have known because it was only a seven point spread in college station, but it's just crazy to me that, that Jimbo lost this game and, and, and I just, I don't know. I'd love to. I, I we did get a voicemail from an AM listener. We'll play. I'd love well, to yeah. know where their heads are at right now. Which so I'm gonna program. I'm gonna go on the opposite side of here, and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna give an apology, and then also give a shout out to our boy Sarthak Sharma, who is a big Mississippi State fan, great dude. Um, I think he lives right around the corner from my old house. He's, he's an awesome dude. He sent a I don't think it was a text. It was I think it was a tweet or maybe it was a Facebook. I don't know, but he said. He said, there better be a hour long breakdown of this game and not just like the, you know, you guys just sliding right past it like you always do with Mississippi State. Um, so I don't want to focus on the, the negatives and, and how this is only like a, like Mississippi State didn't win this game, AM lost it. How do you lose this game? Because bottom line, they went in there, they were winning that game the entire time. Oh, yeah. They, 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 from start to finish, they outplayed him. And in the Mike Leach offense that, that goes in there, we're starting to see these like 59 attempts in a game and how that's just a normal Saturday for uh, – how, how am I drawing a blank? Oh, Will Rogers. Um, your leading rusher again with only 19 yards. It's just it, – you know what they're going to do, and they're just picking you apart. And they held the ball for 35 minutes, which the only reason that's surprising to me, not because they're not stretching the field, but that's been a staple of A&M's offense. Like that's, that's what they, that's what they tried to do last year. That's what they, you know, they haven't been able to do it as much this year necessarily, but still like, that's what they, that's the way their offense is built, right? That you have this incredible back and with Isaiah Spiller. And I, I was very impressed with the limited amount that I saw. And I'm sorry about that. Sorry. That I just, you know, like I said, it was um, at the game, but the limited that I saw, what a, what a win for Mike Leach who, and I'm guilty of this too has consistently been kind of shit on and, and kind of an afterthought. Like there's the ceiling. There's he hasn't he's losing games he probably shouldn't have. He's looked really bad and should have lost it maybe even more the La Tech game. But he goes back to his old state where he used to coach and he's very familiar with after being at Texas Tech for so long. And he gets just a dub on the road against a top 15 team. And you know, and by all means a team night that, game. Like, like, awesome like, atmosphere. And, yeah. And and also again the reason why I'm not going to discount this, and I'm not going to say it's a look-ahead game, because Vegas had the line at seven. Right. 
They yeah. they went in there and they were a better team offensively and they were a better team defensively in this game as well. And not just because of the score, but like that that offense for AM is bad and they knew that and they went in there with a game plan and took advantage of it and that's the end result. So there you go. Yeah, and I look at AM actually had a chance to to win this game. I mean, they forced a punt and they they had a drive to go win the game and Mississippi State bucked up, got a safety, and then ran the clock out. Exactly what you would want to happen in that situation. So they went out and they earned it. I'm not going to sit here and say A&M is just, you know, they blew it because, again, it was supposed to be a touchdown game, and it was within a touchdown. It just went the other way, and it's a big win for Mike Leach and Mississippi State. Uh, Big loss for Texas A&M. I mean, such high hopes coming into this season. Um, Hell, I, you know... I famously put out the tweet that this reminded me a lot of the uh, beginning of the 2013 season when he, when he was the coach at Florida State, and it looks nothing like that. Right. Um, another big task next week. You go in. Uh, well, you you have Alabama coming in to Kyle Field, um, and then Mississippi State. Uh, they've got a bye, and then they've also got Alabama yeah. uh, the following week. So tough, tough road for these yeah, guys. Not great. But, but but shout out to Mississippi State. That's why I got the Air Raid shirt, bro. You you question yeah, that all the time. I do I do question that all the time. Um, <laughs> so let me let me play right. this quick voicemail and then we'll we'll move on. Hey y'all, I'm out here a few beers deep trying to drown my sorrows after watching my Aggies play that game in person at Kyle Field. But yeah, you know enough about that. It was awesome seeing Tennessee just you know get the best of Mizzou and Georgia just take Arkansas behind the woodshed and whip them. Not to mention Florida losing, you know, and Oregon and them all losing. Made me feel a little bit better about myself. Anyway, I love the podcast. Y'all keep up the great work and, uh, and Giga Maggie's. So. Uh, my favorite part of that whole thing is that um, when when you get a voicemail from Google, that it uh, it it shows you the um, yeah, like what do you call it? The text, text. And Giga yeah. Maggie's was Giga Maggie's, like Giga <laughs> Maggie's. Maggie's. No, yeah. it's like. And again, another regional fan. And thank you for the shout out, dude. We, we appreciate yeah. it. We, we like the podcast too. So, and that voicemail was uh, at two in the morning. So, yes, we got to start I love it, guys. I love that you guys are are ending your day hammered thinking about us. Yeah. Um, so, uh, <laughs> another great week five in the books. Um, next week going to be another big weekend. Maybe not as big as it once looked on paper. You know, the A and M Alabama game is supposed to be a huge one uh, amongst others. So, but nonetheless, we'll be covering those games midweek this week. We appreciate you guys tuning in. Uh, as always, if you want to call, uh, voice your complaints or your happiness four two four four three zero 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 four five. Go onto Apple Podcasts. Rate five stars. This thing is growing bigger every week. We appreciate you guys, the loyal listeners. A lot, a ton. Yeah. Obviously, Chris wouldn't have even had this weekend without some of the listeners. So, uh, yeah, and it's, it. it's also cool too because I love the fact that like like we have listeners, and I always feel weird about saying that because we have listeners, and we we have we have like a community though. It's not just like listeners, right? We have like people that like end up becoming friends. It seems like except for that one guy, but I mean, um, <laughs> but no, that's great, man. And we will see you on yeah. Wednesday. We should have a special guest on Wednesday. I'm not going to jinx it like I had before. Also, I scheduled the um, I scheduled the uh, interview for the same time I have a comedy show at 8 p.m., but we'll see how it goes. We'll figure it out. Uh, until next time, I'll say uh, for Tyler Huck, yeah. the host of the show, we love you, and we will talk to you then. Peace.